you know, when you start a rehab project, everything you touch, whatever is next to it looks that much worse. And so it can be a challenge to know, especially with a remodel, what you're going to uncover when you start digging into things and how many more costs are going to accrue when you're doing a project. So a lot of opportunities to add value through rehab and through finding sweat equity. Just be prepared to know how much sweat that you're willing to pour out to finish a project. Welcome to the Michigan Short-Term Rentals Podcast, the show about buying, optimizing, and managing short-term rentals in the state of Michigan. Get insights and recommendations from vacation rental operators to help take your property to the next level. Are you ready to profit from your short-term rental? Let's get started. Welcome to the Michigan Short-Term Rentals Podcast. My name is Tony Stancato here with my co-host, Jordan Painter. What's up, man? What's up, brother? How's it going? Man, life is good. Life is good. Another day, sun shining. It's been pretty nice weather the last few days. Loving it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely starting to heat up here as well as the bookings, which I always get excited about. So we did just get a big booking for the the five unit that we have and someone rented out the entire place. So they paid about 2,500 bucks a night. So that was, that was exciting. Get a couple more of those and be well on our way. Yeah. I'm excited to get some proof of concept with that one. You know, we kind of went out on a limb with a bigger property, multifamily to combine it into one and, and see how we could accommodate larger groups. So it's kind of a test in the market and looks, looks good so far. The other one, the four unit, that one is getting real close. And what do we got, Tony? The walk? Oh, a pickleball court. A pickleball yeah. court. Pickleball Come court. on, bro. Come on, man. Heat it up for you. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is awesome. You know, I kind of just let it go and it resurfaced organically and we're moving forward with it. So it actually just got poured yesterday. So I think we need to let it cure for 30 days or whatever, and then we'll get it coated and good to go. So about five weeks, six weeks out on, on the pickleball court. But I think I think it's going to be a game changer. Hopefully, you know, I think we talk about it probably too much and probably kept it under the rug for a couple of years, have a little bit of an advantage, but that's all right. It'll, it'll be a good amenity. It's going to be a fun one. The, the pickleball court are there. And then we've got a really cool, it was kind of a carport, but it's a huge carport. We screened in. It's going to have a pretty unique indoor, outdoor living feel. I'm really excited about that one. It's going to be a very, very fun property. Absolutely. Well, what do you say we get into it? Let's rock. All right. Today we're talking about three ways to find deals in this competitive market as of late. I mean, a lot of people thought, hey, the market's cooling, deal, you know, you're going to be able to find properties and, you know, put in just a full price offer and you're going to be good to go. But we've been putting in offers 30, you know, anywhere from 20 to 30 over asking price on kind of move in ready houses. And I mean, they're just still flying off the shelf and we're we're losing out on a lot of these different offers. So we just wanted to provide a few different options of like, hey, maybe you could look over here and they'd be potentially less competitive. So the first one would be low bedroom count with lots of square feet. And if you listen to Bigger Pockets, I know one of the things they talk about a lot is if it has a thousand square feet or higher, there's likely three bedrooms in there. So if you can find a one or a two bedroom house that has over a thousand square feet, you can likely add another one and then get more occupancy, which can drive rates 
higher, right? Yeah, I think especially especially if it has a unfinished basement, there's just a lot of potential. So where can you where can you unlock value and where can you add value to that asset? So it's great with with rentals, short term particularly. The more people you can sleep, the more you can charge. You know, you spread it out between four people versus six to eight people, and it's a lot more affordable. You know, the, the larger the group is, so you can charge more. It's cheaper per person, but you make more as a as an owner. So those are great potential. A lot less expensive to finish interior space than it is to do an addition. And it could be that people are, you know, kind of missing those opportunities and not looking in those areas for houses that that don't have three, four bedrooms. So definitely a really good opportunity to find something that you can add value to. And I'll give you a little example. It was last summer. We had we had worked with a call it a vendor at the time. It was one of our stagers, furnishers, and or interior decorators, right? And a property came out in the area and I knew they were looking and I just said, hey, why don't you check this one out? And I'm like, hey, it's 1,300 square feet. It's one bed, one bath. So that's going to bypass a lot of people's filters, right? Because a lot of people want kind of that three, two property. And I'm like, look, there's 1,300 square feet. There's got to be ways to add some additional rooms to, to that one. Based on that township rule, they would only be allowed technically, I think, two occupancy if they were to keep it that way. So I didn't walk through it with them. They went through it and ended up getting it at a pretty good price. And there was different areas of the house that they were able to section off. And now they can accommodate up to six people in a one bed, one bath based on the, the layout of that. Now, it's not like, you know, the ideal situation, like there's a washer and dryer in one of the bedrooms, but they do such a good job at decorating and staging it and making it feel right at home anyway. Nobody's said anything. So it's gotten five stars all the way all the way through. So again, just looking at different ways that the house is chopped up and, you know, is there a door and a window that can be classified as a, you know, a bedroom and would it be a good guest situation if they were to be staying there? So, yeah. And I think they bought that one for what was 180,000. If that was three legitimate bedrooms, it'd be 275, 250 to 275 all day long in that area, maybe even three. Yeah. So they got a really good price on a very cool property. And found some solutions to to add some bedrooms to in, to be able to rent rent to more people. So that's a great example. Yeah, absolutely. And then number two, another thing, and this is something that I've just been thinking about a lot and talking to a lot of clients about, and that would be multifamily. We've already purchased a couple multifamilies. They're a little bit bigger multifamilies, but I think ideally. My thought is get a duplex, get a duplex. One of the areas that we're in, there's just tons of do. I've never seen so many duplexes in my life. I feel like one out of every four houses is a duplex in this area. And when they come up on the market, you can get those for essentially the same price as you could kind of a single family home. And my thought right now, and one of the things I've been thinking about is like, we're just getting so many midterm requests for properties like everybody is pulling off their their midterm rentals and turning them into short term for peak season right so the supply of midterm rentals drops and there's like nothing left but the demand's still there for those midterm rentals so 
would a duplex, a triplex, could you do some combination of midterm, short-term, long-term? I mean, you could technically do a long-term on one side and then do a, a midterm on the other side. Just a lot of different ways you could go about it. And I think you could get 2,500 bucks a month per side on a duplex, just midterming it. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, we've had to turn several people away from our big five unit because we want to keep it open for occupancy for the summer crowd. So definitely we've we've already seen that to be the case. Definitely think that there's opportunities there that are untapped to spread some risk. You know, if you have a single family house and it's not rented or you're having trouble filling it, one of the units is vacant on, on the short-term rental side, you're losing money. If you have a multifamily and you have a midterm and the ability to do a short-term, just gives you kind of the best of both worlds. And I think this does open up the door for people. If you want to self-manage, and that's one of the other things we've been finding recently, the margins are getting slimmer and slimmer. The expense of ownership is higher because of interest rates and the values. When you add in those management fees, sometimes these deals that would make sense if you did self-management don't with a property manager. And so if you're somebody who wants to get into this market and you don't live in an area that is super applicable for vacation rentals, there, there could be opportunities to unlock near where you live. And a great example of that, I live in West Michigan and grew up in Granville. And a couple of years ago, I ran into a couple of investors that were actually buying houses and duplexes in Granville, Michigan. And for, for short-term rentals. And I remember asking them like, who the heck comes to Granville to rent a house, you know, for, for a weekend or whatever. And one of the comments that was made at one of the trains I went to kind of unlocked my brain a little bit is anywhere that there's a hotel, there are people that are coming for short-term rentals. It's, it's, it's the same kind of thing. So if you think about an area like that, there's actually several hotels there. So it's like, well, there is a demand for people to come here, whether it's, you know, for a weekend or for a graduation or for whatever the reasons are that people travel. So there could be a lot of opportunities in areas that no one else is looking because you just assume no one's coming that particularly if you're open to doing the midterms that you could potentially have some extra income versus what you get for a long-term rental. And if you have a little bit of both options, it spreads the risk a little bit. To, to keep both of the, the units filled. So I really love that concept. And I think that there's gonna be opportunities. I'd say the only negative right now with it is there's a lot of good data for what you can project for vacation rentals, but there's really not as much for midterm. So it's, you know, when, when, it, when you're trying to project what that income could be, it's just a little bit more difficult. You're kind of guesstimating a little bit more, I think, than we have to on the vacation rental side, but. I still think you can go long term. Yeah, there is a good, you know, tool that you can use to help with your furnished finder. I would go to furnishedfinder.com forward slash stats. You can put in your city and it'll tell you how many midterms there are in that area. And then it'll give you a, a pie chart basically. And it'll say, hey, 15% are under $1,500, 23% are between $1,500 and $2,000. So you can get a little bit of a, a gauge and a feel for it. Obviously the biggest one is like, it says 25% or no 2,500. And then it gives a percentage. So you want, Hey, 40% are 25, you know, 2,500 or above. I think that would be a great, you know, thing to aim for is like, but if that pie chart for the 2,500 and above is super low, 
you know, you might want to second guess it. But again, it depends on what the price of houses in that area are, right? So the area I'm thinking of, it's like, hey, you could probably pick up a duplex anywhere from 225 to, you know, 285. But if you could get it at 250 and get, you know, two sides rented out, 2,500 plus each, seems like it would be a pretty good deal. The other thing I was, there's an influencer that that I follow on LinkedIn. And I mean, he was just basically saying that, he thinks cash flow in real estate's dead going forward. And like now it's all about investing in appreciating assets and, you know, the tax benefits and that kind of stuff. But I don't think so. I think, you know, if you try hard enough, you got to be conservative, you got to be diligent and look for the right ones. But I think you just got to look where other people aren't necessarily looking and look for opportunities. The other thing with the multifamily is like, not always going to be a great short term. Like, I don't know. A lot of people probably don't want to stay in a duplex for a short term necessarily, depending on what that looks like. Right. But for midterm, people don't care. You know, it's like, hey, I'm coming. I got a three month nursing, you know, contract and I just need a place to stay. It looks good. As long as you do the design right and it's in a good location, should be good. Yeah. And particularly, again, if you're going to self-manage, it just takes a lot of the hassle and the stress of, Every weekend you got a turnover, you got five hours to clean the thing. It really is a lot easier to manage if you're going to go that route. So, yeah. And then the third and last one, one that we've been getting a little all too familiar with is rehab projects. So a lot of people want turnkey. A lot of people want the easy button, but those are going to be the ones that they're going to get five, six, seven offers on and can be a little bit more challenging to, to land. So Finding a project that needs a little bit of work or, you know, the more work it needs, the less competition you're going to probably have, right? Yeah. So if I would have known ahead of time we were going to talk about this, I would have wore my t-shirt. So uh, Tony yeah. got, got me a t-shirt a couple of years ago with my face on it and it says, just needs a little paint. And so don't underestimate the amount of work that's going to go into fixing these things. You know, when you start a rehab project, everything you touch whatever is next to it looks that much worse. And so it can be a challenge to know, especially with a remodel, what you're gonna uncover when you start digging into things and how many more costs are gonna accrue when you're doing a project. So a lot of opportunities to add value through rehab and through finding sweat equity, just be prepared to know how much sweat that you're willing to pour out to finish a project. If you're on a tight budget, and you're not handy, maybe not a good idea. If you got a pile of money or you're handy, you can you can save a lot of money and find these deals that need some sweat equity. But it's it, it is a challenging balance because even some of the the more rough properties can be selling at a premium. But if you're looking in the right places and you're constantly looking, you can find a property that people are sleeping on. I think particularly in the fall, Tony mentioned at the beginning of the pod that you know, people were expecting to see the market drop off and things get a little bit more soft. And they definitely did last fall. The Michigan market, pretty much anywhere in Michigan, there's going to be some seasonality to it. So we see the, the values don't rise as much. The houses sit a little bit longer. And particularly the houses that need work are, you know, buyers in that time of year typically are more, they're more patient, they're willing to wait. And so there's some, I think, also, when you're doing this, you got to think of timing. If you're buying something in, you know, we're recording this in, is it May, right? So if you're buying a rehab project in May, you're probably not going to make money on it until next summer. So you got to really be considering those carrying costs. You got to be thinking about what 
it's going to cost you to rehab it and then not make a ton of money on it over the winter. So I love the idea of waiting to the fall when the market softens a little bit, the, the challenge to that is there's going to be less options potentially, but if you can find something, we've done this with our second one, bought something in the fall when the market was a little bit soft. We had pretty much the whole winter with not a, a ton of urgency to get it ready because it's not losing a ton of revenue anyway, but timing the market can be, can be big and finding something that you can afford to rehab huge potential there. Yeah. And the other thing I would say is we did a great podcast on the Valley of Despair. So before you jump into the rehab project, you'll definitely want to give that a listen. I actually had somebody reach out to me. We were looking at this property, needed a lot of work, a lot of work. And then somebody bought it and posted, hey, I bought this. And I actually knew the guy had been on the, jumped on the phone with him a couple of times. I'm like, man, you bought the property we were looking at. And I mean, we just were texting the other day and it's taking longer than expected, going over budget, starting to lose sleep, right? Sounds like potentially a contractor even ran off with some of his money, which, you know, is unfortunately, we've been lucky enough to never have to deal with that necessarily. But Again, so he's just freaking out, right? And you're like, when's the spending going to stop? When's my time going to get freed back up? I just had to reassure him. I pulled up, you know, like, hey, here, you got a five bedroom, three bath in this area. Here's the comps for all this. If you're going to be in at 350, I mean, 500 is kind of what like five, you know, five beds, three baths are going for in that area. I couldn't really find any that were much lower than that. I'm like, dude, I think you're good to still do looking to do the burr pull out all his capital that he has into it, keep it, rent it, short-term rent it actually. But just had to reassure him that like, dude, the numbers still look good, even though it's gone over budget, it's taking longer, but you still look like you're in a good spot. So it's all about buying it right on the on the front end, you know? And making sure you have access to enough capital. That's the other thing. Once you start ripping stuff apart, I think anybody who's who's been looking into real estate for any amount of time, you've seen a house that's like halfway put back together. Uh, um, most of the time the investor ran out of money. Now they want to make it somebody else's yeah. problem. So make sure you got enough money to finish the project. Yeah. Well, that's the three. So if you guys need any help looking at properties, analyzing properties, if you need a buy side agent or even a, uh, you know, seller's agent, we'd be happy to help. Jordan and I are both licensed realtors in the uh, state of Michigan. And if you know anybody that has a property that is looking for property manager and that property does over $100,000 in revenue or is projected to do over $100,000 in revenue. We do have a couple spots opened up for the book and gather property management services. So if you know anybody that kind of fits that criteria, go ahead and mention our name. We'd really appreciate it. And till next time. Thanks for checking out today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you get a chance, please go over to your podcast player of choice. Leave us a review. We appreciate those that have already taken the time to do so. It just helps us get discovered by more people in that platform. And if you're not on the email list yet, go over to michigan.shorttermrentals.com. Get on the email list. You're going to see it right there on the homepage. And you're going to get four very valuable emails. One's going to be a list of 650 zip codes where we've already analyzed a address and have projected revenue for that address. So you can kind of filter those and see which one has the best projections out of those 650 zip codes. And then you're going to get a furnishing calculator. So you'll get a number 
for how much does it cost to furnish a four bed, two bath with a hot tub and a ping pong table. And you can use that to really project out your return on investment there. And then also a property grading tool. So you're going to be able to plug in some information like yard size, number of neighbors, amenities, the cost of the property, and the projected revenue, and it's going to kick you out a letter grade. So our properties are letter grade B, so if it's B or an A, it could be a good property to pick up. If it's less than that, you might really want to think about, is it going to be a good property? And make sure you connect with Jordan Painter and Tony Stancato on LinkedIn. Send us a connection request there, and we'll make sure we accept it. And we'll talk to you later.